What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show, Learning Business with Yelisei Cholak. It's your host, Yelisei. Thank you, guys, for tuning in to another episode. I appreciate your guys' support on the past two episodes. It was pretty good. I did the solo episodes, and now I I brought our first guest in. This man's the myth. He's the legend. He's, uh, he's a dude I've been hanging out for some time, and uh, he's really authentic. He's really an awesome guy. Um, he's... He, I would say he's easily overlooked. Like if you just meet him and or, or you just see his social media, you you can easily overlook him. And that's probably that's probably something he needs to to kind of push more, double down in in, in getting that. But um, but he's a very smart guy. And uh, I spoke at one of his events and we had like a breakout session and really got to know him more. That was that was incredible. That was incredible. So uh, welcome, bro. Welcome. Hey man, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. How are you? Hey, doing awesome. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you coming on here. Um, I really, I really wanted to to bring you on because you were local and like I found the studio. I wanted to get some content as well. I think it would be great for both of us. Um, and with the knowledge you can bring to the audience. I believe it'll be pretty beneficial because like I said, you're easily underrated. Like like easily when when I just met you, I had no expectation or kind of no idea of it. But like when when I was at the event and when we had the breakout session, when we kicked it off, I was very surprised. Like the advice you gave, the like you're the CEO material type of guy. Yeah. And it was it was incredible. So that's why I really wanted to bring you on too, because I and and with whatever you're doing with the speaking and and you know coaching helping people get on the stages a, a lot of people want to do that in terms of bringing impact and that's very good and i think you can help a lot of people from the audience as well to bring it on um whether that's whether that's taking you on as a coach or or just following you looking at your tips all the value you provide on social i think people can really benefit from that um so that's why i wanted to bring you on I wanted to ask you what is kind of a question I've been thinking a lot, like out of everything, why did you decide that you wanted to be a speaking coach? Because you're currently working at a job, you're an engineer, and that's something you're in the transition of doing is becoming a, a speaker coach. What what have you decided, like why out of everything speaking? Well, it didn't start with speaking, to be honest, but I'll leave a little bit of that story right. out. It was fitness coaching. And it got into I speaking. See the muscles got. <laughs> yeah, man, it was really into working out. Wanted to help people with that because I could see that that would be able to help people out, and it changed my life. And I knew it could change other people's lives. But then with that, I started realizing that it's not going to be able to change people's lives as much as I want to. Right. Or it's I change one person, and maybe that changes their family's life. But the power behind speaking and having people that speak well. Right. That can change so many more people's lives. It has a bigger ripple effect. Exactly. As I think about people like Martin Luther King, and I use him as an example all the time. And you think about if he didn't speak, where would the black people be right now? Right. Would they be free people at this p- point in time? Right. And you think about other speakers out there that maybe aren't as influential as that, but because of the power of his words, because of the power of other speakers' words, they were able to make changes. And when you go and speak in front of an audience, you're speaking in front of so many more people than you and I right here, speaking right. one-on-one. Yeah. We're on a po- there's a podcast that's going to be able it. to hear this, the YouTube channel. People are going to hear this message time and time again. 
Right. And so as a speaker, you can impact so many more people. And that's where I made that shift to doing that. Plus my own desire to be on stage and speak right. more and overcoming the adversity of being that shy guy that would never talk to anybody, especially the ladies when I was single. <laughs> Man, I just was always such a nervous wreck. And I wanted to overcome that for myself and be that best version of myself. And that's why I pushed to help other people so awesome. they can create that impact. Awesome. Yeah, I think one other thing which you kind of, you mentioned it indirectly is I was talking to my coach one time and I was telling a man, like, I do want to speak. We were going over a list of SWOT analysis, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And my opportunities, I put speak on stages. And he's like, is there something that you think doesn't fit in that list? And I'm like, well, it's my opportunities. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it just kind of seems selfish. And, and he asked me a question. He said, do you, how many people do you know? Or do you have an idea of how many people your age would like to hear your story or your story would move them in a positive way? And I sat there and I said a lot. So with what you're doing, even with speaking, there's a lot of people that would hear your story. Or we've all had our shares of struggles, our shares of overcoming things. And there's so many people that resonate with different stories. So what you're doing here is... Something a whole lot bigger than bringing on people, bringing people on stages. It's like what we talked about. It's that ripple effect. It mm-hmm. goes farther than the eye can see. It it literally does. And when someone gets on stage, they get good at speaking. They start putting themselves out there, and they come out. They tell their story. People get moved by it. People, it, it changes people in amazing ways. So I think that's what you're doing is is beyond. What you're doing is beyond just speaking or helping people get there. You're opening, you're solving a problem in the world with op- having people open up, having them be vulnerable, having them come and do all these things. So what, let me ask you this. What was, because I know you're also working, you also have a job, right? And you're mm-hmm. trying to transition into becoming a full-time coach. What was your biggest struggle or your biggest hurdle within when you decided, hey, I want to become that speaker till now. Like, what's that thing you had to overcome? Or what was that moment when, because we all have this as business owners or when we're pursuing something, you have that moment where you could turn back or you could keep going. What was that moment for you? Man, that's a that's a good one. Uh. It's hard to really think about that. I, I wasn't like, expecting the question to go that way. Right. Or or what was <laughs> something that you really you really struggled with in in the journey you overcame that you felt really good about yourself? Really just imposter syndrome. I mean, I still overcome that all the time in different areas, but really just knowing that people actually listen to me. Right. And like you said, I, I'm mm-hmm. underrated because I've always been underrated. I've always been that little guy until I started working out. I've always been this leader that never has had authority, although every situation I get into, I end up being the one that leads, and I ask for that opportunity to lead and have the actual title, and it get turned out, oh, you just haven't done that, but I, but yet I'm here leading all these people. Right. Why can't I lead? And I've kind of overcame that now, and that's really that push that's made me want to get out of the 9 to 5 because I can't make the impact that I want to. 
to give a little background on the nine to five I have, I program control systems. I automate the process of delivering parts to the line, right. essentially, within logistics. So programming robots and having them deliver parts. And I tell people all the time, I don't like I can talk to robots, I can make them do things, but I like talking with people more. Yep. I can make more impact that way versus making something more efficient. Right. And right. so just overcoming that imposter syndrome has been a really big hurdle for me in how I want to help more people in communication is that big thing that people are so afraid of. Yes. And doesn't matter who you talk to at the end of the day, whether they're the, the CEO or they're the janitor, they're all the same. They're, they're person, they're a person at the end of the day. Right. That's who they are. Right. Talk to them like a person. Yeah. Nobody wants to be talked to like they're above you. And if you do talk to them like they're above you, they're not going to respect you. And if you talk to them like they're beneath you, they're not going to respect you either. So talk to them like they're just like you. True. I I agree. You said something about communication. I really believe is that's what the world lacks right now. Mm -hmm. I do have, there's clients that I work with. I'll either send them a quote or we'll be doing something. They don't get back with me. You try to follow up. There's no communication. Or you hear other contractors you hear the client saying he's bad at communicating. He doesn't text me when he's coming or, or I call him when there's a problem. They don't answer the phone. It's a pretty big issue that is, I think, overlooked because people, it's not comfortable to communicate, even going on stage or as, or just as far as with your clients. It's not comfortable, but it's necessary. It's what really it's what really builds your brand. It's what really because the world lacks of that. That's I truly believe that's one way you can really stand out is communicating. And communicating isn't just talking with your clients. I think it's also keeping your word. Hey, I'll be there tomorrow X time and you be there. I'll do this and do it. Right? Yeah. And I, I think that's what you're also solving solving, like I said, a big world a big world problem, the communication aspect of it. And like what what I mentioned in the beginning of show of the show, and you kind of touched on it, is being underrated is like is something something you struggled with, and I believe your story, the way you you can the way struggling with imposter syndrome, turning it around, figuring out how to overcome that, and bringing that up to an audience is is powerful. Because if you look throughout history, the strongest people are the ones who went through struggles. And if you like, if you wouldn't have that, there's a lot of people I'm sure you helped that have imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. If you wouldn't have went through that problem, you wouldn't be able to help them. You oh, wouldn't yeah. know what to do, how to overcome that issue. Yeah. So it's like a place where you have to become comfortable with it's okay of being underrated because I'll figure out a way to come over to the top. I'll figure out a way through this. And then you can teach that to your clients. You can teach that to your clients in terms of leaning into it, in terms of being that different. Um, what is your favorite thing about what you do? What is that one thing that like that you love about what you do? I got to say, when I had you and even your brother and the other speakers on that right. stage I did, that was awesome. I loved seeing that. And we had talked <clears throat> about it a little bit. Doug Mitchell was on there as well. Yep. We talked about that. Um, cool about his, yeah, we talked about his speech. And just to see y'all go up there and just shine and speak, that, man, mm-hmm. that just made me 
uh, warm and fuzzy on the inside. It, it just was awesome seeing that. But just seeing that light bulb click, people being comfortable and being confident in themselves speaking, every single client that I have that does that just makes me feel better. And I know that I can make an impact on them, and they'll go make an impact on one or two or ten people. Right. And that's just that ripple effect, going back to what we talked about earlier. That's why I got into that, because I realized <clears> with <throat> the fitness coaching, I could only help so many people because I'm only one person. And I could build out a group or a, a company that would have hundreds of trainers under me if I got to that at one point, right. which, of course, I didn't. But I would only impact so many people. But if I go help one speaker who helps another speaker who speaks and their video goes viral, all of a sudden that ripple effect. I mean, you just had a ripple that went all the way across the ocean. Millions of people. Way more Multi than just a fitness coach. And nothing against fitness coaches. Right. But for me, that didn't work for me. Right. It not help impact people. Right. You wanted something that you could, that was easier to reach a whole bunch mm -hmm. of people because you had that desire. You had that flame to help other people out to to light them up yeah. to really solve that issue in in your thing um and it really goes back to the communication you were talking about too it, it not <clears> only <throat> can impact other people but it can impact yourself and your relationships i'll give a little silly example of communication problems right. my wife and i one time we were talking there was an ant infestation at the house right. and i was like oh my gosh there's ants over here by the dog food and now we have the dog food bowl, which is next to the kitchen, and we've got the dog food container, which is in the laundry room. And I was talking about the laundry room. Right. And then she comes back. She's like, oh, my gosh, there's ants by the dog food in the laundry room. And I'm like, that's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the dog food bowl. Now, that wasn't anything critical, right. but still, I didn't <clears throat> explain enough and say that little extra part was in the laundry room for her to understand I was talking about in the laundry room. So she came back and was like, saying this thing like it was something brand new to me when I already knew about it. Right. But I didn't communicate that properly to her. So communication can impact us in every single area of our lives, business, personal, just within ourselves, internally what we're saying in our mind and everything. That's why I like to teach communication as well. Yeah, because it's that one little piece you're talking about. It's missing. The whole point is changed. Yeah, <laughs> it, the whole point is changed. It's like out of the window, and that's kind of what I was talking earlier. Like the world really lacks that. Like I mm -hmm. see that in the the trades in the construction industry a lot, to where people either just don't show up, they don't communicate, and it, and it's frustrating because then it's a weight on the client. It's it makes it harder for everyone else around it, and that's why I love and respect about what you do in terms of getting your clients on and, yeah. and making that difference in the in the speaking world or, or in the communication world because yeah. it's crucial. It's oh, what yeah. the world really needs. The, the jobs are lost because of that. Actually, had we had some concrete work done at our house, and the guys did a great job, and my manager was trying to get some, some done, work done, and <clears throat> he was asking me, hey, who do you use? And I told him. He reached out to that guy, immediately got a quote back. And then he reached out to a few other people just to understandably get a couple of comparisons and everything. Nobody else returned his call. Right. And just because of that, this was a guy that was ready, willing, and able to buy. And that doesn't happen all the time. I understand right. that. But because they wouldn't communicate and even have that message to say, hey, you know, sorry, Mr. Call, calling you back, they lost business. Mm -hmm. How often does that happen? Because Way too often. <laughs> and it... It's a simple communication. It doesn't take you being nervous. You're doing this all the time. But as simple as 
answering the phone can change your business, can yep. feed your family. I agree. But people drop the ball on that every day. Yes, yes. Um, it kind of what you were saying to that, I think a lot of people do that because they have a bias. Mm-hmm. Have you read uh, Kale's book, uh, The Networking Machine? Yeah. He talks about that, a bias where um, people, when he was doing sales, there was people, let's say they get on the phone and they hear some uh, some Arab guy on the phone. They'd assume he's just some poor dude that doesn't, that hang up. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want it versus he picked up the phone. He dialed. He actually went through. He got leads and his... And his coworkers are like, how are you getting all these leads? Like, we're here struggling. You're just crushing our numbers. Mm-hmm. He's like, in reality, I just moved that bias away. Yeah. And in business, what you were talking about, I I noticed that's what you have to do. You you got you got to put your assumption. I think what a lot of people make the mistake of like, they look of like, does this person has money? Does this person have money or not? And it can kind of go to like where they can try to rip them off or. You know, if they see they can get more out of it, that's what they try to do. It's and it's all it's all communication issues. Mm-hmm. If you if you it may not seem like that, but if you really go down through it, it is all communication issues to where people can't communicate proactively. They have that bias, and it stops them from communicating, from actually following up with that client, from calling them, and actually because you never know. Yeah. Like you said, he was willing and ready to go for it mm-hmm. to, to have his concrete board. They didn't answer. They lost the client. Yeah. Communication tells you how big it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we, we've seen, like, Andy talk about it, too, the other way. Because it, somebody treated him poorly. Mm-hmm. He went and told all his friends. And now all, that person is basically banned. They're not going to get business in the area because he had so much influence. And now you may have somebody that doesn't have influence. Maybe they don't have money. But the way you treat them, they probably have a friend that has some money. I think it's... Three connections, you're like three three to seven connections away from somebody famous or like a president or something like that right. that they say. Wow. So you think about that. If you're bad to one person, you have a horrible communication, you treat them disrespectfully, who do they know that they're now going to keep you away from or they're going to keep them away from you yes. rather? So that communication is important and treating everybody the same is important because, yes, they may not be able to do business with you, but they probably know somebody that can, or they know somebody who knows somebody yeah, that yeah. can do business with you that needs your services. So the way you treat people and the way you communicate with them is is crucial. That is communication, the way you treat people, because mm-hmm. that communicates <clears throat> to people your mindset or you look on people. I can confirm what you were saying, communicating with people, those connections. In fact, I had that yesterday, the day before. I'm When I order let's say material slabs i'm always i'm cool with this with my suppliers or the sales rep that is assigned to me mm-hmm. and like i'm always cool with them it's it's like almost on a personal level and like when they mess up on an order i never outrage on them or like when when clearly it's their fault i'll be like you know what i understand we all make mistakes in an understanding way what that has done to me we've had an issue with a supplier they put us on terms. We had a couple issues from our end. They locked us out, and they put us so they, we had net thirty day terms. Mm-hmm. They locked us out, put us on cash before delivery. Mm. Which, when you open an account, you have cash on delivery. You just send them a check, whatever they'll deliver it to you. They sent me that email, and and I responded, you know, kind of like my frustration, like, hey, we've worked the whole long time. 
I was pretty open in communicating. When there was an issue, I made sure to fix it. And here I am, like, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I didn't really like what, whatever was going on. The sales rep, and this was like after work. This was six o'clock mm-hmm. in the evening. The sales rep calls me up. Um, I didn't answer, but she called me. We got on the phone the second day, and she's like, "Hey, I talked to the owner that day, and he said he'll fix it. Like, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get you back on. Um, we'll, we'll get you back on the terms. We'll like." Like we apologize, like kind of there was there was an issue for mine as well. So we're like, hey, let's just you know make sure we don't we don't do this, and and that's what goes to communication. Had I been rude to them, had I been treating it like I treated them genuinely as a person that has a soul, right? Yeah. As, as a person that that deserves respect because I do believe as human beings, it, it doesn't matter what your status is in material or things. <laughs> a human being deserves respect. And and I and I gave that I communicated that I reciprocated that in return they vouched to me for me to the owner mm-hmm. they vouched for me hey well, let me call him let, let let's fix this issue and I had that happen not once I've had that happen over the course of years a couple of times where there's an issue and my sales rep calls the owner or the higher staff and vouches for me to fix the issue to help me out solve this problem yeah. so it does a lot and it's very very, very underestimated. Very underestimated. Mm-hmm. People will communicate with you. Like that client I was telling you about before the show, I had a guy ask, he does cabinets, and he asked about what I do, right? And um, they, they, they're like, this is, or like he wanted to work together. Like, this is a guy you work with. His communication's great. He has this, like, he's a great company to work with. Now they're communicating for me. Mm. And it just goes back to what? To what you were you were saying, how crucial it is. Yeah. Anyways, I'm talking too much. I should have let you do. The no, you're, you're good. I want to bring up a point. Whenever you had that conversation with that sales rep, <clears throat> you were telling the facts. Like, hey, here's the facts. Here, you're being very transparent about that. I don't understand what's going on here. Let's have this conversation. Right. And most people won't have that conversation. But you, you, let me I cut you off there. What I'll add in there is, I also admitted the thing I did wrong. I took mm. responsibility for that. That's a key thing. Yeah. If you don't put that in, you're just going off as a selfish, arrogant guy. Yeah. So I, I had to mention that, and I wanted to insert that. Go on. With no, what no, saying. that's great. No, so yeah, you told the things that you did wrong, but then you also said the things like, "Here are some issues that I have with this," and you didn't use the word issues, but essentially that's just what I you're told him frustrated. Yeah, you're frustrated with this. Here's the situation. I'm not sure what's going on. What can we do about this to fix that? I mean, that's a perfect right. way to go into that conversation rather than what most people will do. Like, you know, screw that company. I can't stand that company. And just go find somebody else. And now they're frustrated. And now they're never going to do business with that person again. You went and had that conversation. And that's so important to have. And then having that backing, that trust that you already had, and that other person confessing as well, essentially, right. and going to bat for you, that's an important thing that – Clearly, you built that safety for them to understand that they could have that conversation, and they trusted you as well, which goes back to communication in general. Right. You have to continue to communicate over and over again, because what's going on here in your head, people don't understand that. So you, it almost feels like you're over-telling something, over-communicating what you're saying, because you have all the information, but that third party doesn't. So you have to share more than you think you would in order to communicate properly, which is what you did in right. that situation. You have to open up the story and mm-hmm. what was what is actually going on. Yeah. It it is crazy to think what communication really is. 
in what it does for you. It's so underrated yeah. <laughs> of what it can bring. Like you said, you're a couple connections away from it changing, from meeting the president. Mm-hmm. You're you're a couple connections, you're one or couple connections away from changing your business. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps me going in the early stages of business. Like I'm I'm a few connections away from getting there. I'm a few yeah. connections from meeting that right client that's gonna that's gonna get and I think that's you can also apply that too to your thing. What's your um favorite podcast or book on communication? Like what's that that was an eye opener that you learned a lot about communication or about like coaching or, or about what you do? Yeah. The one I'm and it's actually I'm reading right now, I've really liked this one a lot. It's called Crucial Conversations. I can't remember the name of the author, but I Crucial Conversations. I read it though. Really good. Really talking a lot about what we're talking about here today and creating that environment for people to feel like they're being listened to, <clears throat> but they're also listening to you. Because yep. going back to your situation there, you could have just said, This is wrong, you need to fix this now, and you could have been really rude to them, mm-hmm. and hey, there's some right to that. That was messed up that they did that, but if you would have done that, that inside sales rep would have shut down, and you would have been in the same situation you're in, rather than saying, hey, look, I'm frustrated here, but let's talk through this, right. essentially. So having those conversations, that's that's probably been my most favorite read so far on communication skills. Right. Have you read uh, Dare to Lead by Breen Brown? I have not. That's it's on a, the list. <laughs> it's it's very good too. Um, Winry actually sent me that book. Um, it's very good. It talks okay. about leadership, but it, it it's, it's the book is called Dare to Lead. It talks about leadership, but it really she hones in on communicating, mm-hmm. becoming vulnerable, which is part of communication. It's incredible. Like I I read sometimes, and I'm just like, wow, I learned so much, and I've had this issue in <laughs> business to where. <clears throat> you talk to another team member about the other team member, mm. and it's nothing bad. It's the truth, right, or the facts, whatever happened. And that's what she writes in your book. That's gossiping. Mm. Like you talk behind another team member about another team member to another team member behind the back that's gossiping in yeah. your network or in your business. And when I read that, I was like caught red-handed. I realized the issue, and it talks really good about Like I highly recommend it. If you okay. want communication, leadership especially, mm-hmm. really good. Like talks about vulnerability, letting the guard down, uh, becoming open is part of communication. It yeah. is part of it to what you need. Exactly. What's necessary. Exactly. And speaking of leadership, I mean, that's the important thing. The leader has to communicate first. Yep. The people that are working for them aren't going to lead. Every employee, one of the things, especially younger employees, what they're worried about is if I say something, am I going to get fired? If I say something, are they going to make my life a living hell here at work? Maybe they won't fire me, but they're going to bury me in paperwork. They're going to bury me in busy work, and now I can't do the things that I actually enjoy with this job. Right. So you have to realize as a leader that you have this power that you don't realize you have. Most leaders don't realize that employees are afraid to say something because something might jeopardize their job. So you have to make sure you're being vulnerable and that you're communicating at all times that this is, and I hate to use the word, but it's a safe space, (laughs) but it's a place that you can communicate freely within reason, of course. You can't just say whatever you want, but if you have an issue, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in private. Don't bring it up in front of everybody if you've got this issue with me, unless if maybe I cussed you out in front of the group, then, hey, you can't talk to me that way. That's a different story. But if it's just something that was slight of hand, perhaps, like let's have that conversation on the side. But you have to be, as the leader, 
willing to tell people up front and continue to communicate that because you say it one time, nah, you know, Philip or Yellow State probably doesn't mean it. You say it twice, maybe, and you say it 10 times, okay, they probably mean this, but you have to continue to communicate that it is okay to have these conversations and that you want them, but then you also have to do that yourself. Right. Communication isn't also just talking. It's also your actions. Yeah. Your actions are going to talk about it. If you said you're going to do something and you did it, you've communicated. Because mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people have that outcast. Of, if I said it, that's communication, yeah. which it is. But actions are also a big part of that is what I think. Yeah, and no, you're exactly right. What you're saying is I agree with you. You have to make that safe space for people to, to be open. That That is part of communication, mm-hmm. whether that's stages, podcasts, anything. Mm-hmm. You have to make that comfortable setting that people can let their guard down. They can be themselves. They can talk to you, right? They can be open to whether that's constructive criticism or the advice you give to them. They have to be open to accept it. If they've got their guard down, they're not going to accept it. They're not going to be willing to take it. Yeah, you're exactly right. Man, that's one thing that I've really enjoyed about getting to know you and being friends with you is that I know you're being yourself at all times. You're genuine. I know we can have any kind of conversation. We talk about business. We can talk about life. We can talk about religion. We can talk about anything, and you're going to tell me what you think. Yep. And I know you've given me feedback, and and really even right at the beginning, talking about how I'm underrated. That's kind of a, a weird thing to tell somebody. I, mean, right. I appreciate you saying it, and it, it hurt a little bit. But hey, I knew I knew you were coming from a place of love and care right. when you said that. Right. But that's a thing you've made that, and that's just who you are. And I right. know that now. Right. But how do you create that when you're first starting to talk to somebody? It's by continuing to be yourself, no matter what. And, I mean, my Claudio. I know you're in his group. He's very blunt, very straight mm-hmm. to the point. And there's times that hurts a lot, but at the end of the day, you realize, you know, I'd rather have that. I'd rather have somebody just tell me the brutal, honest truth and not sugarcoat it at all than trying to sugarcoat it, and then I continue to have the same problem over and over again. Right. And he's chosen to go that path. Like, I'm just going to tell you what's wrong no matter what. And I know he's tactful with it. It's not like he's just a complete jerk about it. But still, a lot of people don't want to do that because they're afraid of how people are going to feel. How do you think people are going to feel if you've known for years the way things that they do are holding them back? And when they finally figure out that you knew that, that's going to hurt a lot more than if you told them up front, hey, if you don't change this, Yellow Say, this is what's going to happen. People are seeing this and they're not liking that. It hurts up front, but it's like pulling off a Band-Aid. You pull it off real slow and it hurts the whole time, or you just pull it off real quick and it hurts in the moment, but it's good to go after that. Yeah, yeah. Part of that is... Um, if they're they're being really straight up about it, mm-hmm. they're also willing to receive that yeah. kind of information yeah. from you. And um, if a person sees that I'm really I'm being blunt with you, but I'm not allowing you to do that back to me, I I, I don't yeah, that's accept that. That's a big issue. People close up. People don't do it. But also like what you were saying, if like people realize, hey, um, you're not being you're just sugarcoating everything. Sometimes I'm paying you this money to to get achieve a result. You're not helping me. What's the point? Yeah. Because people do that, like, when you get enough tired of your own stuff, of being in that, going in those circles, you want that blunt truth. Yeah. You want someone to point it out, hey, this is what you need to change. Mm-hmm. That comes out communication. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I mean, that's coaching in general for you as well. Like, yeah. you want to know that. I Actually, I worked with somebody, and I looked at them as that expert 
to give me the information. There was things that, looking back, you know, I could have done better. I could have communi- communicated better right. and everything. But they were the expert. I expected them to kind of set that standard based on the, the service that mm-hmm. he was providing. And that's the same thing for you in your business. You have to set that standard. You have to ask those questions because I don't, I don't know about countertops. Right. Like, oh, you know, I want a nice countertop. Okay, well, what do you mean by nice? You know, maybe you're talking about budget. Maybe you're talking about different materials, the way it looks, the way it's going to feel. Is it easier to clean? I'm just throwing random things out there. But you have to ask those questions for them to, oh, yeah, yeah. Or what kind of cabinets do you have with that? Some of them won't work. Again, I don't know about this. But you have to be asking those questions as that expert as well. Never assume Mm -hmm. that your client knows about your product or service. And even if they do, and you can come in there like, hey, look, I just want to make sure we cover everything. I want to give you the best product or service possible. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and they may seem very elementary, but I want to make sure that we cover everything. And just up front, so that way they're like, okay, Yelisei may ask me some stupid questions, but that's okay. He he wants to make sure that I'm getting exactly what I want, and they're not going to be bombarded by the questions at that point then. Yep, but if you true. just start asking questions without kind of prefacing that, they're like, what in the world? The yellow say think I'm stupid. Does he think I don't know what I want? Right, right. So <laughs> you're going I, there with that. I agree. I agree because what you were talking about is when you come in, and that's what we kind of do is, you know, when you, when you get the client, you really try to narrow down what – you try to narrow down what color they want, what they want. You try to find out their budget without asking it directly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and, and that is a big thing of communication. There's also one thing I remembered when you're talking about it. I had this happen last week, I think. I was caught in the, I was caught in the middle of an argument of two two parties of people in business. Mm-hmm. And I call up my Sam coach. I said, Sam, or I text him like, Hey, this situation I have. Sam calls me, and he said, What you need to do is talk with both sides. He said, you need to have uncomfortable conversation with both sides. But he's like, when you have uncomfortable conversations, never make statements. Ask questions. Hmm. Try to understand why did they act like that? Why did they do what they did? And uh, and I went to both of the parties, and I started with a question. Hey, why did you get upset when he did that? And the person that started it, he started opening up. This is why I got upset. Mm-hmm. This is why I did what I did. And it ultimately led to, hey, can you please not repeat that again? If you have an issue, come to me directly. Mm-hmm. I understood. I solved the whole issue with just asking questions. Yeah. And that's communication. And when after that situation unfolded, I was like, this is incredible. It was an eye-opener of communication, how important it is. Like, And now when I have an uncomfortable conversation with somebody or when I see somebody having it or I'm in one and someone's asking me, I can tell what their motive is. Mm. If if they're really trying to understand, they'll ask me. They'll they'll yeah. be genuinely curious curious. Well, if they're seeking something out for them, they'll be making statements from it. Or if maybe they don't know communication, that could be the case too. But yeah. it was incredible communicating, asking questions is getting the person engaged. Cause then people actually open up. Yeah. It's vulnerability. And I'm I'm sure you know that oh, too. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they want to know that they're being heard. And if you're just telling them things, they're not being, they don't feel like they're being heard. Yeah. So ask questions, get their advice. And then don't only do that because there's leaders that will do that too. And I'll call them more managers because leaders know how to actually inspire people and make change that they're also wanting to do. You can have managers but, and be leaders too. Yeah. Well, kind there's of, a little you, bit different between the that. Title, but, the but, title yeah. of being a leader, right. But when you go and ask something, 
actually ask it because like you said with the motive, most employees they've gotten so used to leaders or leadership asking them, Hey, we want your feedback and they take the feedback and it's almost like they're stolen the trash. They do nothing with it. So it's like, why are we giving feedback? Nothing ever happens. And have that have that communication. Look, we took this up to the upper management and they told us this, or we had to work on this first. There's these other things before we can get to that. Or we've got some other priorities based on things that happen, but communicate. Because if you're just asking for feedback and the people don't see anything happening with that, because everybody talks. Like I said, everybody's spreading that gossip around and they're talking about what they said. And then a lot of it seems to be the same thing and nothing's being done about it. That's what's going on. And that's destroying your culture at your company. Right. What I'm hearing is you're saying communication. And I touched this too. Isn't just talking. It's action. Yeah. It's action. If you just talk, you're just yapping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You ain't communicating. Mm -hmm. But then the action is what really fills. It's like Mm -hmm. a two part mix, right? That creates a communication. You, you said something verbally and then you confirmed it with your action. That is the full word of communication is of doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. I I really, um, throughout our conversation, I I learned it's like when you digging out that thing, learning from my own words, (laughs) combining it with your knowledge, it's like learning a lot. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, what is that one thing that someone, that one thing, if someone did take something away, where's that one thing you say that someone should, that someone can listen to or someone can take and, and change their life with that one thing that you would say for someone to take close. Just try your best to make sure that whatever you're communicating, that you don't communicate from your knowledge, try and communicate from the knowledge that the person you're speaking to has. Because what, like I said earlier, what's in your head, they probably don't have that understanding or they haven't connected those dots together. It's like, Whenever you're having a conversation inside your head and you're talking with somebody and all of a sudden you just change paths out of nowhere and it doesn't has nothing to do with what we were previously talking about. It's like, right. how in the world did you get there? It's the same thing if you're not giving them all the information. Going back to the example as well of the, the dog food, you have to give every bit of information, not just what you thought that, oh, you know, it's by the dog food. Well, there's multiple things that that can be right right <laughs> you you're in other words you're assuming that person knows that information that little bit that mm-hmm. you didn't include but they don't know so you're assuming because you know it yeah and when you don't communicate it changes the whole story and it just turns everything around yeah or example for you as well like why is your price so high well you know cost of goods have gone up you know cost of material labor uh, costs have gone up and you your quality is better than a lot of other people. Hey, I communicate more. There's these factors that factor in to why your cost may be higher than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And if you're not trying to communicate that in a way, and obviously you don't want to say it straight up like that, but right. like, hey, we pay attention to our customers. We use the best material out there. You use these little things to help make sure that you communicate that and set that expectation that your cost is probably going to be higher. But you're setting that up front and saying all those things versus leaving in your head and just, yeah, that, that countertop's going to cost you $10,000. <laughs> what? Right. Well, if you said we're using the best material, we're sourcing it from here, we've got guys that all this stuff, you're kind of saying all these things together. Now when you say 10000 it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, they really take care of the client. I'm not going to have to worry about any needs because you asked all the right questions. You asked everything. 
So you want to make sure that you're over-communicating, not just assuming that they understand and have all that knowledge that's in your head. Bro, communication is is big, This is massive. You were saying that our last RBO meetup, uh, Trevor and Kel brought this guy, Michael Burnoff. Mm-hmm. Do you know Michael Burnoff? I don't. You should check him out. He he's he's he dialed in and communicating. He's has like twenty twenty years of experience in that. He stood in the room. He's not a salesman. He's not. And this and reason I'm saying this for you guys to understand how big communication is. He's not a salesman. He stood in front of that room. What do you do? Um, I do sales. I do this. I do that. He literally sold every one of our products without knowing the product. He's Man. and he didn't portray some himself as a salesman. He just, he just portrayed himself as a communicate communicating expert. Yeah. And because he was able to communicate, bro, he sold everybody's product. We wanted to buy our own product. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, that's what communication is. It's yeah. incredible. If you really start diving deep down, it's that's the skill a salesperson should have. And th- I, that's what separates good salespeople from, from not good ones. I'm not oh, yeah. an expert at that topic, but... That's something I do know. If you got good communication, that's that's a big separator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Communication separates you from so many other people. And that's what makes leaders great is the way that they communicate, how yep. they can impact you, how they make you feel based on how they communicate it. Yeah, true, true. Well, um, I guess we're going to wrap this up, but where can people um, find you if someone perhaps wants to – dive in deeper in communicating. Someone wants to dive in, get someone to help and speak. Where can people find you? Where can they reach out? Maybe ask some questions. Yeah, best place to find me is either on Facebook, The Real okay. Philip Sessions, or over on LinkedIn at Philip Sessions. Okay. And then you got Instagram that you post content there too as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as heavily focused there, but I am there as well at yeah. I, I am Philip Sessions. Okay. I'll we'll, I'll post it all in the show notes. You guys check him out. Follow this man and uh, tell him, show him some love. Um Tell me you came from the podcast. And uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was really, really good. I learned quite some stuff about communicating, you know. So, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on, bro. Um, You guys have an awesome day. Peace.